and welcome to Bone Zone, the podcast where we talk about bones and dudes we want to bone. I am one of your hosts, Jack Smith, along with my delightful co-host, Zen Lu. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm great, buddy. So, we're switching it up a little bit. And I was the only one who watched this episode, and I'm going to be telling it to Zen based on my notes and a PowerPoint presentation. I... Yeah, so we decided to switch up the format and just kind of see how it feels. I got to sit and do nothing, <laughs> which was excellent for me. Periodically, I would text Jax and be like, hey, how's it going? She'd be like, oh, my God, it's so much work. This is a full-time job. I hate this so much. And then I was like, ooh. <laughs> Here's the thing. I actually, like, if I I enjoyed it, I just wish I had another day off. <laughs> I hear you, and I'm so th- I so appreciate that you did this. Originally, just so the reader or the readers... <laughs> So that the listeners understand, it was going to be equitable. I was going to do it next week, and then Jax would have the week off. But, you know, we're going to see how this goes. We're trying out the format. Jax doesn't seem to be I don't want it to, to be, be a, into puni- this. a punishment for Zen. I don't want to be punished, but I also don't want to have Jax to be the only one who had to do this. Because <laughs> she set up a screen. She's got her computer out. It's like there's so many cords everywhere, you guys. I wish you could see it. Like, it's it's the real deal. Anyway, I, I can't wait. I'm so excited right now Okay. for this show. So here's the thing. Okay. You missed a doozy. God damn it. That's the only other thing I was worried you about. Missed, what if I missed a good episode? You missed what might be the best episode so far. Yes, I'm going to. You might pull down my pants and take a shit right here. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> I mean, fine. Yeah. Okay. It has okay. so many things. <sighs> okay. What's it called? So season oh, one, episode 15. No! <laughs> She's got 30 pages of notes. She's got 60 slide (laughs) deck, but she didn't look at the name of the episode. Um, It is. uh, Okay. It's called Two Bodies in the Lab. Two Bodies in the Lab. Wait, it's not following uh, the blank in the blank format. Oh, fuck, guys. I missed a good one. But that's okay, because you know what? I know you will give me an incredibly faithful and more entertaining retelling. I know that. I hope so. And I will put the visuals up. Oh, my God. uh, Maybe not. I guess maybe all of them. I feel like I'm at your TED Talk right now. (laughs) (laughs) Where you'll learn nothing useful. I'm so pumped. (laughs) And it'll last way more than five minutes. (laughs) Okay. You ready? Yes. Here we go. So we start off with Bones chatting online like AOL instant messenger style oh man we're going back in time baby she's doing some online dating (laughs) she's talking to a gentleman she's normal wait a second what (laughs) (laughs) these are my first two bullet points (laughs) whoa whoa, whoa, wait this is current day this isn't a flashback no okay so she's on an online dating website I guess she had met this guy on an online dating website and is now chatting with him over IM. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Is this a but sexual being, predator? But she's being super normal and he's being normal and cute and like it's cute little oh, back and forth. And she's not like totally misreading things and not she's understanding not, like, simple axioms or something. Correct. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Correct. Um, and the guy wants to meet up with her in person. And she's like, ooh, I don't know. But then she's like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Wow. Yeah. But pick a public location, Bones. We'll get to it. Okay. Oh, no. She, so, she picks an alley. <laughs> she picks a van alley. by a river. Oh, yeah. A white panel van. <laughs> there are no windows in the back. I'm sure it's fine. 
<laughs> um, so Dr. Goodman comes in and her, of course she still is bone. So she says, and he notices what she's doing and she says, it's fascinating how interest and intimacy can be cultivated online. Oh boy. <laughs> so Dr. Goodman's like, Hey, come on out. Got to take a look at this body. Uh, some bones have washed ashore and they think, oh, it's probably the skeleton of this old mob boss, Jimmy Cagini, Ooh. who disappeared, I don't know, like five or something years ago. Okay. First photo. His feet, classic mob style. Are, Cut off? Are in cement. Oh. Feet, cement block. I thought, you know what? Those look to me like arrows in a quiver. <laughs> they don't look like feet. No, I only, it took me a minute to realize they just like sawed off the bottom of the skeleton, right? The legs. Oh, no. I mean, the full skeleton's there. It's just laying down on the table, but his feet are up. Or his feet are, you know, if this is his body, his feet, I guess. Where's his body? It's this way. On the table. So they didn't saw the leg bones. Oh, you're right. That it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Listen. <laughs> don't ask too many questions from the start okay this is how they Wait, are but first of question quick question though did you make this is this a, a pre-set microsoft powerpoint so background this, this background i was like oh this looks vaguely bones-esque guys i wish you could see the slide design maybe you should post some of these to the I instagram put, i am gonna put everything on. oh instagram. amazing yeah it looks good. Thank you. Because, like, do I know what this is? It kind of looks like the outline of, like, a coffee stain ring, but also yeah. could be vaguely scientific looking of, like, per- something exactly microscope thing. Look, I love it. Thanks. It fits with the vibe. Okay. Thank okay. You. So I see, all right, mob boss yep. feet in concrete. Yep. So. Why did I guess they cut his feet off? Well, no, because the angle doesn't actually make sense. Oh, no. Earlier when you were, like, like a classic mob trope, and I was oh. like, they cut his feet off. I mean, I don't know what mobs you're hanging out with. Well, isn't that a thing of like organized crime? Because they don't want you to identify the body. They cut off the hands and the, the feet and the he- or head. Wait. I think the hands and the head. <laughs> I don't think there's a need to cut off the feet. Oh, are they not footprinting you <laughs> to like go through a database to find foot <laughs> toe prints? These Adidas Sambas. There's only one pair in existence. <laughs> I, I just, I guess I just thought they lopped up, off everything. So you're just a torso. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> you know, who knows how those silly I, I think are. I got this from like Eastern Promises or something you know what I mean oh, I where it was movie. like really grim <laughs> okay okay so uh, Bones asks Zach to clean some of the gunk off and he's like oh yeah I can have it done by like 7 tonight or whatever That's and specific. she's like uh-oh, or you know, sometimes oh, because her date, her hot and she's date. Like, uh oh, well, um, it'll just have to wait till tomorrow morning. Ooh. And the whole team's like, what? <gasps> and she's like, putting her personal life before her Angela's career. Like, yeah, Angela's like, oh, you have a date because she was the one who was like, check out this dating website. Okay, okay. So then, of course, onto the old concert platform comes Booth with another gentleman, uh, special agent Jamie Kenton. Um, who was one of the original investigators of the Kajini case. Oh, so another FBI agent. Yes. Oh, is he going to be hot? I hope he's hot. Is there going to be some some jealousy? Oh! No, that's not <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not him. Did I not put up that picture? Um, I'll show you on my phone. Oh, my God. I did just see, I just got a f- couple flashes on the next slide <laughs> oh, of a shirtless yeah. man, and he's good looking. Oh my God, is that the man she's going to meet? Oh, I'm so excited. My mind is okay, so going this crazy. Is the guy. Oh, he's it's, from what's Firefly. his face? 
Yes, and he was also in Chuck. Yes. And probably. he's also in The Last Ship, our fave. Yes. Oh, my God. How did I forget? Yes. Captain Slattery? Come yes. on, Jax. Oh, my God. I <laughs> deeply apologize. I know it's not as fresh in your mind as it is for me since I just <laughs> binged the entire series, but, you know. Yes. So, he is a fellow FBI agent, um, and... Uh, Oh, fucking fuck. <laughs> Your slides just want to advance and it just keeps going to the slide with the shirtless man. Like her computer knows. She's like, let's just get here. Okay. I know what you guys want to see. So uh, Booth, uh, when he finds out about this, he of course gives Brennan a hard time. He's like, what if this guy turns out to be a psycho? And she's like, oh, not even in like a joking way. He's seriously like, this is dangerous. Don't like, meet a stranger. He's offline. like half joking, half serious. Ooh. Um, not in like a mean way, but just yeah. like a be careful kind I of I guess it's mid 2000s. That was still a weird taboo-ish thing. People thing. were still probably meeting people on like Craigslist. Ooh, yeah. Um, okay. So she's like, are you here for this Cugini thing? And he's like, no, I'm here because we found another body. Oh, man. And I did not include a picture of this body because it was gross. So it's, um, they go out to the scene of the crime and it's in like a barn garage thing and it's a skeleton but with a lot of like red meat still on it kind of oh and a person has um i think they like slit her throat oh the eyes have been gouged out cool and she was ripped apart by dogs wow this is some game of thrones shit the holy trinity of murders Um, okay so it's a woman anyway yes and this is the second time they found a body like this oh so they're like serial killer yes the last suspect was a guy named kevin hollings okay but there is no hard evidence so he was never prosecuted why was he suspicious or we don't know yet i can't remember okay not important but it sounded legit yeah (laughs) (laughs) you accepted it it's fine (laughs) um so bones gets a gets a call and that she you know pushes her date out by half an hour whatever and booth is annoyed He's just like, oh, great. You can stay a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And he oh, go fuck bit. yourself, Booth. Yeah. Bones is like, um, I'm an adult, so I can like go out with men or whatever. Yeah. She says, quote, I've trekked through Tibet avoiding the Chinese army. I think I can handle meeting someone for dinner. Oh. Yeah. The thing is, she's not wrong, but do they have to make her say it that way? I knew that quote would really go far. you made an excellent selection so her date's name is david and he calls her because he's stuck in traffic um she's waiting by the restaurant and then all of a sudden gunshots whoa yes um the only reason she isn't shot is because she dropped her phone and she bends to pick it up and then boom 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 was she the target yeah (laughs) your face right now yeah it's so serious you're like yeah (laughs) yeah she fucking was Uh uh-huh uh-huh so of course the next scene uh you know she ducks behind a car she's fine the next scene we're back in the lab she's being a real pain in the ass oh my god wait i'm so excited was this a setup from the online guy let's find out sorry sorry this is the this is what it's like to watch a movie with me you guys (laughs) like i just talk the entire time and ask questions to try and guess the ending and then jack is just like i'm watching the same movie you are (laughs) i'm like do you think it's this all right but my mind's racing i'm wondering is it a setup a lot of the time, though, at least with movies, you're like spot on. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm, that's that's very kind. It's mostly just me wildly being like, what if it's this? <laughs> but it's often those plots are so wild that it's often true. <laughs> Guys, I should be a TV writer. <laughs> um, okay. So. All right. Very We're exciting. back in the lab. 
She's being a pain in the ass because obviously, like, she's in shock. But you know how some people just don't cope well, and she's sure. like, kind of being a bitch. <laughs> uh, so we don't feel. <laughs> Even though an attempt was made on her life, yeah. we don't feel sympathetic for her right now. It's hard to. Okay. With her attitude. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, she tells. So she's like still trying to work on this case or whatever. She's like, Angela, you need to draw the face of this, you know, the female victim. Okay. Um, Booth comes in. He's pissed because he's like, why are you doing this when someone's trying to kill you? Okay. Protective. She says, quote, hundreds of criminals would like me to stop what I do. Should I quit my job? Oh, boy. And he has to say, literally, he goes, just be reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Booth, I hear you. <laughs> I wish I could have seen this. So Booth is like, because um, when she got that call, she was literally standing outside the restaurant or okay. like a cu- like a, across the street. So he's like, uh, we need to investigate your date because like who else knew you were there? Right, right, right. So Bones and Booth are, they go, they get the date. He comes in and that, okay. So this photo. <laughs> the one that your computer keeps trying to make us get to? That I can't get. Oh, yes. gosh. So this is not at all from Bones. I just found the actor and <laughs> and for you found an ab- shirtless ab. Oh, so he didn't show up shirtless and Bones. No. Damn. Okay. Well, first of all, he looks incredible. I didn't think he was that cute, but yeah, he's got a great body. <laughs> he's pretty buttoned She's up like, on the show. She's like, face is a three, but body <laughs> is a ten. Sure. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, look, I will admit that I'm mostly focusing on his chest. Yes. I only occasionally I mean, look at his face. He's not a bad looking guy. It's just not for me. Okay. So. So this is her date. The, this the, is her date, David. Okay. But he's fully clothed in the interrogation room. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, he's an investment banker, but he seems very nice. They both compliment each other's looks because he's like, you look even better in person. She's like, oh my God, so do you. Ew. Basically, he's normal. Okay. And she's normal. But now's not the time, guys. He's being interrogated in an interrogation room, right? Yeah, Booth's like, okay. come on. Um, <laughs> and so uh, at the end of it, Booth is like, how long does, he says, how long does this online dating thing last? Because if it's just a, a hookup, uh-uh. And he, he's a little like. Ew, wait, what? Yeah. I don't understand what that means. He's basically being like, be good to this lady. Oh, oh, he's giving that guy yeah. a hard time. He's like, I don't know mm-hmm. what's on your mind, but mm-hmm. just so you know, this is not just a hookup mm-hmm. situation. And ah. Booth is like, oh, the guy, David, is like, he senses some, like, tension between those two. And he's like, if there's a thing, I don't want to oh, get in the middle of it. Oh, and they're like, that. They're like, oh, no, oh, no, there's nothing. <laughs> idiots. So, next, Angela hands, so we're back at the lab. Angela goes in and uh, gives Bones a picture of the lady who they found murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember when Bones was like, hey, draw her face. Uh-huh. And then uh, remember when I just told you that Angela just gives her a photo because she didn't have to draw her face because I figured out who it was. So again, why is Angela there? <laughs> Wait, how did Angela figure out who it was? I can't remember. They figured out who Wait, she was. Wait, do you think it's maybe that she drew the face and then did facial recognition on her own sketch and then found the woman? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a picture of Penny. Aw. Just so you know. She tells uh, 
uh, bones that they also positively ID'd the guy with the cement feet mm-hmm. <laughs> as the guy who they, the mob guy who they thought it was. Okay. Um, Angela is still Angela, but she's, uh, she's like, she knew about David coming in. So she's like, how'd it go? Like a supportive girlfriend would. Um, and Bones is like, good, but I had to tell Booth to stay out of it. Mm-hmm. And Angela, who I have to agree with her a little bit in this, so she's like, you have a big, hot white knight what? in, quote, FBI standard issue body armor. <laughs> so maybe, like, give him a break, though, for, like, giving Bonesies a hard time. Wait. She's, she's uh, kind of, she's She's sticking up for Booth. A little bit, yeah. Because she's like, maybe, you know. Okay. Like, don't take it so hard that he might be a yeah. little protective yeah. of you. Okay. Totally. So, Booth comes in and says that um, Kenton, the special agent guy, um, he said he told Booth that the Romanos heard uh, that the case had been reopened against them. Oh, I don't think I mentioned it. Okay. So, <sighs> Kenton, special agent Kenton, had been undercover as like a mob person with ah, his family, the Romanos. A real Donnie Brasco situation. Yes. I didn't see that movie, but I'm going with it. <laughs> yes. Um, and so he was undercover with them when this, when Cugini had gone missing. Okay. Um, and so he's like, uh-oh, that family. And like they had sus- uh, suspected that that family was involved, but they couldn't prove it. Okay. Um, so he was like, I heard from my people that, the Romanos heard that the case was back open and they're pissed. Okay. So they are trying to figure out, because they're basically like working on both cases at the same time, which can be a little bit confusing. Um, And they're trying to figure out what gun was actually used to shoot the Cugini guy. And so they're working backwards, which I have thought of this before, so I don't know why it's like this novel idea, but Bones is like, hey... I have this theory that, like, if we study the, like, because you know how every, what we have learned from every TV show about police work, that every bullet has, like, a very specific specific signature type thing? Yeah. She's like, if we look at it in the bones and then kind of work backward from that, we can figure out what the pad, like, the striations or whatever on the bullet are, and we can maybe identify what gun it was used. Right. So. Yeah. Booth uh takes bones out of the lab because he's like i'm not leaving you alone someone tried to kill you remember but she's in the lab shouldn't that be a very secure location you would think okay um so keep that thought because zach is like if it's so dangerous then why are we still here (laughs) (laughs) that's right zach advocate for yourself and Booth was like, oh, a big, strong guy like you? Like, not a problem. Oh, please. And then he walks away. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, they go back to the FBI office. They talk to Kenton. We learn about the Romanos, blah, blah, blah. Oh, maybe it was Kenton. Sorry, sorry. Now I'm just thinking about who might have shot her. So, uh, he left the undercover thing because he thought his cover was blown. um, And he thinks that the Romanos killed Cugini. Um... He says that his sources tell him that the Romano family knows about Bones and that she's really great at her job and they're not pleased about this. And that's why they tried to shoot her. So he's like, you should walk away from this. And Booth is like, you should walk away from this. 
Um, and Bones is like, and Bones is like, I didn't evade about? Chinese police in Tibet. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Um, she thinks that it might be Hollings, which is she thinks that the guy who tried, the person who tried to kill her, was actually Hollings, the serial killer. Who I think that they suspect killed Penny. Yes. Wow. Here's Hollings. He Kevin Hollings. does look serial killer-esque. See, I thought he looked relatively normal. <laughs> I mean, he looks normal, but then the bottom part of his face, for some reason, I'm like, I could believe he killed somebody. <laughs> I can't explain Based it. Based on that chin? Yeah. Something about that. Um, so, um, while Boons is, uh, Bones is talking to them, she gets a call from the guys in the lab who's like, hey... Whatever knife was used to gouge out her eyes, it had a little nick in, like, the blade. Mm-hmm. So, off they go to Holling's apartment. Um, there's a pocket knife on the table, so she opens in it, but she's like, oh, it doesn't have a nick in it, so it's not the right one. His apartment is full of keys. Um, It's a lot of keys. That's real weird, you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, is that is that shelf also keys? Just, like, keys in jars? Everything is keys. Um... Well, I'll tell you what, that's real commitment to a decor inspo. A like, theme. if he had yeah. a Pinterest board, you know, like, mm-hmm. this is, wow, yeah. And Booth is like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And Booth is like, the fuck? I'm so, a little let down by this clock, though, because I feel like it could be key themed. Like, the, like the arms of the clock should, could be keys. You should tell Kevin. I'm going to let him know that he really <laughs> fucked up. Let the. You know, set designer. No, you missed <laughs> hey, a real prop opportunity. guy or whoever the fuck you you suck at this. <laughs> so Booth wants to bring everything in, and the guy's like, "Uh, you have no reason to, you know, take this yeah. in." And Booth then finds keys from a federal building, <gasps> and it's like, "Um, this is not something you should have." So, um, they bring Hollings in for interrogation. Um, they show him the pictures of the dead body, and he can't stop looking at them. Ew. Because <laughs> he's a creep. Necrophiliac? Um, Bones is watching the interrogation from like a, you know, the other side of the glass. Um, and Agent Kenton comes in to drop off the files on the Romanos. Um, and she's mentioning the thing that she's done doing with the bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they don't, aren't able to get anything. T- they took all the keys, but they aren't able to get anything out of Hollings. Because they think the keys might lead them somewhere if they, like, figure out what they are. Okay. So, we're going back to the lab. Um, Bones tells Booth to have Dr. Goodman take a look at the crime scene photos to just, like, get his thoughts on them from an archaeologist's point of view. What? Okay. But he basically gives, like, a psychological breakdown. And it's like, this guy likes to display his little treasures. Mayan rulers displayed their souvenirs or their kills. And he's like, he's right-handed. Go look at these specific keys on the right side. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, so he's suspecting maybe there's like trophies of some murders or crimes he committed mixed in amongst the keys. Yes. Um, Okay. So they can't narrow down what the tool was to uh, gouge out the eyes. Oh, God. Hodgins uh, narrows down... Um, he figures out what kind of cement is used for those cement blocks on Kujini's feet. So he's like... Hodgins always coming in with the most pertinent details. He's like... Unless there's going to be a particulate found in the cement that'll lead them to the ending of the case, but... I mean, 
a little bit. Oh my God, this show. Yes, but no. In this show, everything is always so unique. I love it. So he's like, hey, every type of cement, every cement company has their own like recipe basically there's the foundational stuff that every cement has but every company has its own stuff and he's like guess what company uses uh this type of stuff the romano family cement company because they have a database of everyone's cement yeah duh just keep and you can't just go to home depot and buy quick dry cement and that thousands of people would have access to or something you're right suspending my disbelief here have the most unique of all cements they have a cement company it has some weird specific shit in it whatever um, okay, so they bring in, um, wait, they bring in the guy in Booth. Oh, they're all talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jax is like, I don't understand my own notes. Uh-uh. Uh, oh, they're talking about the confiscated keys from Holling's apartment, and they realize, and Bones realizes, like, oh, hey. You know, because the pattern in uh, like the gouging, which is so horrifying, um, it's very irregular. So oh, they're trying to figure key? out. They're trying to figure out if it's like a saw or like what could like fit in there, but has these irregular crenellations. And she's like, "Oh, duh, a key. A key was used to gouge out the eyes." Ew, Great. guys. So oh, wow. we are back, or not back. We go to Bones's apartment. Ooh, damn it. I missed her apartment. I got you, boo. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It also looks like a freaking basement apartment. Like, why are yeah. you? You're supposedly rich. You have a Mercedes. Why are you living in a basement, girl? Why is there? Does that like Chinese screens? And then like, well, the kitchen's a little small. <laughs> it's like a bamboo plant. Her decor's okay. It's not a CDs. My God, she has a lot of CDs. So... Booth is like, I'm staying with you because I'm worried about all this. Ooh. Uh, her TV is broken, so she's like, I just pretty much just read and listen to music. And he's like, oh, what kind of music do you listen to? So he looks at said CDs. There's 7,000 of them. There's. He's like, of course, there's a lot of world music. <laughs> and he just kind of rolls his eyes. <laughs> oh, my God, like Yanni? <laughs> he's like, oh. He picks up his CD and just is like, Tibetan throat singer is great. <laughs> 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 there's also... Kanye West, Cat Power, and Freeform Jazz. So is this the part where we're like, she's not all, she's not what we thought she was. She might have a personality. She's got more dimensions. Booth is surprised by her passion for music because she talks, you know. Never about music. Yeah. Um, Then he finds his CD. He sticks it in. He's like, (laughs) he's like, sorry, I laughed. It sticks it in. <laughs> uh, and she's like, "What are you playing?" And it's "Hot Blooded" by Foreigner. Okay. And so they start to like sing and dance together, and like Ew. do a little air guitar. I don't like this. Just like I don't know why. Out. Just hearing about it makes me want to cringe. I think there's a chance that if you were to see it, you'd be like, "Oh, this is cute," because they're genuinely getting along. Oh, okay. And just like kind of having a fun little moment. So for in the episode, you're actually like, "Ah." Yeah, kind of. They're friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he goes to the fridge to get something to drink. And there's an explosion. I was literally just going to joke and it explodes. Because I thought that would be hilarious. It does. And it really does. <laughs> he opens that fridge door and blammo. Then, 
He's on fire a little bit. Oh, no. So, we're at the hospital. Oh. Yeah. Shirtless. Looking good. He's, uh... Looks like uh, none of those flames on his chest really resulted in anything, though. She immediately put them out with some blanket or some shit. Sure. Um, I would like to take this moment to pause, because, um... Remember when I was talking about elementary and how much I love Johnny Lee Miller and you yeah. made fun of his nips? It's <laughs> 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 a big old nip. You know what? They are kind of pointy. They are a little pointy. I don't think they're quite the daggers that Johnny hey. Lee Miller has. Hey, how dare you? These look like literal torpedoes. <laughs> but you know what? These guys, you know, yeah, they're there. They're saying hi. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to make you stare at that until you get to the next photo. Presents, you no. son of a bitch. <laughs> so, Booth, he's just worried that they got all the evidence that they need from her apartment. And he's, she's like, we got it. He's like, are you sure? And she goes, yes, I was there. And it was very annoying. He's <laughs> like, oh, Bones, you're self-aware. <laughs> and she feels bad. She's like, it should be me. He's got a fractured clavicle. He's got burns. He's got broken ribs, etc. But then... We got some snipe history because oh. Bones was like, I was looking at your x-rays and she was like, um, I saw that there were multiple fractures on your feet consistent with beating, which is a common method of torture in the Middle East. Oh my God. I forgot about this storyline. And then they, he also had injuries that clearly were sustained while he was shielding somebody. Yeah. She can tell that. Yeah. With his ribs. And he was like... My buddy lost his weapon, and I was trying to save him, but I couldn't. And he gets a little emotional, a little sad. Um, and they have a little little mom. Wait, and then was he like captured and tortured after trying to save his buddy? We and don't he learn anymore. So oh wow, he really clammed up there, huh? He wasn't ready to share. He wasn't, but he had a a, a moment, you know. Okay. A vulnerability, and it was a nice little moment between them. <sighs> He come. Uh, he has Kenton come in, and he's like, "Yo, you have to protect her." And he's like, "Got it." Um, Wait, who? Kenton, the oh, FBI, the other FBI Captain agent. Captain Slattery. Yes. Yeah. So they go back to the lab. So they're using the Angela Chon to try to match the bullet to the gun. <laughs> Angela is still Angela, and she asks uh, Captain Slattery if he's single or gay because she's like, "I don't see a ring," and he's like. <sighs> Oh, this is the worst part of the thing. She, he goes, well, why do you think I would be gay? And she just, she says, broke back, baby. Gotta ask. Is it because this sucks? those guys, I like, I don't even get it. I assume. Okay. Cause I were, feel like there's possible layers here. First dumb layer is just like, she's just referencing the fact that a recent movie came out and yes. there were gay men in it and yes. it made her aware about gay men. So she needs to ask. Second or layer could gay be men who, who were look trying to lead straight, what a like, quote straight like, yeah. looking life was. Who like aren't in a way that's like telegraphing very right. outwardly. Yes, I'm gay. Yes. Yeah. Either is stupid. Yes. And sucks. Yes. And why do they do this to Angelo? Why do they make her sometimes the best character and then also sometimes the worst? I know. They give her the worst shit to say. I will tell you that you're over that. I'm over that. You know who else is over that? <laughs> Fucking Bones. She's like, <laughs> literally, she's like, 
Angela. Like, this is her face after Angela says this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Bones. She's like, focus up, girl. Come on. <laughs> and I appreciated it. I hey, she pos- looks real good right there. And look at that necklace. I happened to pause it on that. And then I realized, like, that was her reaction to what Angela just said. And I really appreciated it. Um, so then Hodgins uh, pops in. It's like, hey, we analyzed the explosives. And it matches the, uh, like some again suspend your disbelief like a certain chemical matches something from um the chemical company that hollings works for wow why is everything pointing to him like that so they bust into his apartment clearly he had run off drawers are pulled open the classic bullshit there is a map in the drawer that has marked where he last he took his last victim um, and they find the key and Bones gets a call and it's like, hey, we found the key that was used to gouge out the girl's eyes. Ew. Um, wait, wait, when you say the map was of where he took his last victim, you mean the woman before Penny? Uh, I think maybe. It, uh, I don't know if it was the woman before. Probably. I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, Hollings never came to pick up the keys. He skedaddled. Mm. Then... Hodgins goes to the hospital to visit Booth just to be like, how you doing, bud? And to give him an update about the case. That's so nice. He's really starting to come around in this ep. When Hodgins tells him about what they found at Holling's apartment, Booth's like, that's weird. Because, like, he wouldn't be sloppy and leave a map out like that. Like, he was always very, like, obviously on it when they first investigated him. And much like you just said, he was like, this is wrapped up too neatly. Mm-hmm. Hodgins is like, ooh, a conspiracy? <laughs> He's kind of excited. because And Bone Booth was like, I think you're right. And Hodgins was like, I'm never right. This is amazing. Um, and Booth is like, it has to be someone on the inside. Who else besides Slattery's on the inside that has been in this orbit? Uh-oh. It was Slattery. Oh, I knew it. I knew it from the beginning. <laughs> you guys. You did, you annoying little shit. Well, I also guessed like everyone. I was like, <laughs> was it the date or was it Captain Slattery? The only two people in the show that aren't one of the main characters. Yes. So I had a 100% chance of being right. Because um, uh, Bones was like, oh, hey, I think I figured out how to f- do this bullet thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. I can be doing that. Yeah. Um, so then Booth and Hodgins, Booth is like, I got to get out of here. I got to save my girl. And he's, like, beating himself up about not seeing it. And Hodgins is being very supportive. It's like, it's not your fault, buddy. We can do this. Um, so, Captain Slattery brings... <laughs> Kenton? <laughs> yes. He brings uh, Bones to this, like, abandoned creepy building where there is a large hook and two very angry Wattweilers waiting for her. Um, and it turns out that Kenton was the one who killed Kajini, the guy with the cement Because when he was undercover with the Romanos, they were very good to him. I guess they gave him a lot of money. And so th- when he was like, so when they ask you to do something for them, you do it. Okay. Um, How and- much does this tie up with the girl? Hmm? Oh, never mind. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're going to literally tell me in a moment. Here's the thing. I don't really understand the whole thing with a girl. I'm not quite sure how 
they're kind of tied together. Okay. Yeah. Why go through I, the trouble of going back to the serial killer guy's house to like I do that weird fucky shit? I just wanted to kind of distract them, I guess. Okay. It honestly, I, I may have missed something, but I watched it basically twice. So I don't oh, understand no. <laughs> like how I missed it, but it's fine. So, because he's like, because it was his gun that he used to kill Kajini, like a right. fucking idiot. He could just use a different gun. But you think after being embedded with the mob, you might have another gun available that isn't Maybe like don't your, use your literal FBI guy. issued yeah. gun. Dummy. So, she literally has her hands tied her behind her back, and she yes. fights him. Yes. Like a yes. F- and like you see him like throwing his body around. I want to be like this guy. Like he's a big dude. He's probably like six two like 200 pounds like he's a big guy and it's hilarious to me that she fought him so so she beat him no he eventually just grabs his gun and whacks her in the head (laughs) (laughs) and she's out (laughs) good effort though good try good try good try so we're back with booth and hodgins uh an fbi guy calls booth and it's like hey a witness saw a couple go into a building on the street uh they give uh, boots like i'm going in and they're like no you're not hello you're broken and he's like i'm going in give me my gun Ugh, and then they toxic him, masculinity you know what i appreciate it though <laughs> in this instance um and so they give him a bulletproof vest, but like he can't put it on because he's broken. <laughs> and so he gives it to Hodgins. He's like, you can come too. And Hodgins is like, sweet. What? This is so irresponsible. <sighs> it's extremely This is even worse than when he lets bones run around. Mm-hmm. So Hodgins goes in with him. Of course, they find her right as Kenton is about to shoot her. And they shoot him. And Bones is saved. Yay, yay, yay. She's like, my savior, my white knight. But she at least at that time has the amount has the right reaction of like, oh, this was very scary. I was very scared. Yeah. Instead of her just being herself, stupid herself. So they're back at the hospital. I'm assuming that same night, maybe the, maybe a day later. Hmm. I'm not quite sure. So (laughs) it's her and Booth. Booth is back in the hospital. She's dressed up because she's going to go on her date finally. Oh, my God. I would take a day. Honestly, if I had just been kidnapped and almost killed twice, I would be like, you know what? I think I might need like a week before going through the horrible chit chat of meeting a stranger. Three times between the shooting, the bombing and then that. Yeah. Like within like a 48 hour period. I need some time to think before I put myself in a situation with a stranger right now. So Booth is very supportive and very sweet and being like, have a good time. I'm just going to sit here and watch TV. And so can I just show you her outfit, please? Yes, please. She she looks like she's going to a freaking seance, and I hate it. Oh, what did they do to her? Now, look at this. What did they do? That that is so unflattering. Look at her from the side. What is that? This looks like a Halloween costume where we're missing parts. Yeah. Like, this is the base of, like, a crazy witch Halloween costume or something. Or like, a dead Victorian lady. Yes. And the way that they, the the dress, like, the way that it, um, like, the sleeves are, like, weirdly low on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's, like, makes her weird, her shoulders look weird and slopey and broad. They, it does, she's such a slender person. It does nothing for her. 
okay with that necklace and that dress she genuinely looks like yeah some like 1890s oh are you going to meet your coven (laughs) you fucking weirdo like we've seen your other clothes they're not the worst you could just wear anything else in your closet it's also way too over i mean unless i went to maybe dinner at a really nice place that seems way too overdressed for a first date so she uh she uh leaves for her date booth starts watching a cute little romantic movie old-timey black and white shit and then she comes back and is like i told him i had to reschedule because my head still hurts wink and she sits down and finishes and watches the movie with booth so it's like they went on a first date together oh very cute look you know that this is exactly what kept me watching for years <laughs> it was a good episode Wow. The end. You're right. But the, the, the serial killer storyline never really gets resolved because it's not really explained. Okay, so presumably we'd believe he is a serial killer because otherwise why'd he run, right? And he Oh no, uh Kenton sent him up and kill him. Kenton sent set up Hollings. To be the serial killer. To yeah, he like But it was a key that killed that gouged out the girl's eyes. Yes, that So Kenton, Kenton was killing those there. women. He killed the second one. He why? knew he knew about the um the first one the first one oh and he knew that hollings was a suspect so he yes. killed penny in exactly the same yes. way and then set him up for it yes. wait what was penny why did she need to be killed was I that no just idea. also for the romanos or just whatever? random i guess okay so he killed him and then he also put this weird map to make it look like he ran and like cleared out his apartment to yes. make it look like he ran okay i was like why go through all that effort okay fine so he killed him yes um and so I guess it was an excuse to kill Bones because she was... Oh, it was just an excuse to kill her. It was just an excuse to kill her because she was investigating the Romanos and he knew that she would find out something. But you can make it look like it was Hollings. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Took me two episodes to figure that shit out. So that's that. I will say, like, you really come around, like, Booth is very sweet in it, because he's never really, like, he's a little bit obnoxious about wanting to protect her, but also, it's kind of nice. Hodgins really comes around. Bones is much less of a weirdo than usual. Yeah. I feel like this is closer to where... The bones that we actually know yes. and love yes. sits more. Yes. Like still some dumb shit, still some inconsistent and kind of like you got to suspend your disbelief sort of silly shit. But, you know, that's also why people watch it. Like everyone the watches CSI. They know you can't the, do any of that yeah, shit, but you're no. watching it for the like the fun of it. Yeah, The characters are coming around to what they're going to be. Yeah. Essentially, which was nice. And it seemed like an altogether more interesting storyline period like the actual case was more interesting the murders there's an explosion you get to see life or attempts on her life all that yeah you know what i'm bummed to have missed it will i watch it myself after the fact no um i very much enjoyed this telling thank you so much for your really well taken notes and for this incredible slideshow (laughs) with this incredible powerpoint you know slide design um template it's it's all this was very enjoyable for me it was like all of the um 
what you, was it like separating the wheat from the chaff? Is I keep, but it's not exactly what I mean. But it's like I got to enjoy all the high parts mm-hmm. without having to labor through experiencing yes. the low parts. And then you just pointed out a few of the dumb things for mm-hmm. us all to laugh at. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. No, cool, cool. I'm into it. Great. You're like I will never do this again. <laughs> uh, okay, dudes, dudes, give me your dudes. Oh, wow. Okay. So at your, um, at, at your, um, suggestion, you yes. had recommended very highly to me Ted Lasso. Yes. I binged it all in one sitting <gasps> Did literally you really? yesterday. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy. I loved it. You're so right. It's exactly the right, the balance of like not being so cheesy. It, it like, it rides that line. Cause there are moments where you're kind of going to be like, really like, yeah. oh my God. But then it's just like heartwarming enough and still kind of tender enough yeah. that you're like it was a great emotional you're just, payoff you're rooting for them so much right that you're like you're okay with any cheesiness because right. like they're so good you they deserve that and that's yeah. fine because i want them to be okay totally and especially during these times it's so relieving because anytime something would happen and i was like oh there's potential for this to turn really like depressing and dark because you don't really know totally. um what's going to happen and i feel like in this era of television that's usually the edgier way to go or whatever 100%. it was just so relieving to be like it is still actually okay because even when bad things happen in the show you do still feel okay about them for the most part anyway this was a total random side thing about the show but the dudes in it i'm just gonna obviously include like pretty much every man in this show because of all the soccer men here's the thing these are also my dudes <laughs> they were all yes because i loved so th- one of the main characters who i just looked up his name mm-hmm. it makes me laugh so hard brett goldstein but he plays roy kent yes. the fading soccer star and his storyline is so sad to me and then like and it's very real and i don't even know anything about sports i know zero about soccer especially right i am ted lasso the viewer (laughs) like i was right there with him being like what we should say the plot of the show is uh jason sudeikis's character ted lasso he's a college football coach from kansas but then he is hired um by a crappy uh premier league soccer team um to be their new head coach because this is not really a spoiler the new owner of the team she really wants to screw over this team uh for her own personal reasons um and but he doesn't actually understand how soccer works so it's a real learning curve and he's like asking like or he's like always being caught off guard because like you know like uh, reporters will ask him yes. a very basic question he'll be like we're gonna go straight for four quarters and they're like two halves and he's like what oh yeah anyway so like i was like googling right along with him i was like what the fuck is relegation oh, I and then i was you. just like because i kept saying premier league and i was like oh there's more than one league and because i don't even understand how that works in america for american sports because i know oh, for football there's like different leagues right and i was like is it like that but it's not like that no. and then i like googled a graph and i saw a graph of like they showed you one example of like one soccer team mm-hmm. football team sorry like 50 year history of mm-hmm. like being relegated and mm-hmm. promoted and like they had basically played in every single one of the four leagues oh, no. and then i was just like i don't get it i don't get how any of this makes sense i don't understand what it means to be in the english premier league versus anything else anyway i did a limited amount of googling just to understand what was Fair. happening but the point of the story is one of the main characters 
Roy Kent. I mean, all the soccer players in the show are obviously gorgeous and in incredible Their shape. Bodies are crazy. Yes, and there's so many locker room scenes where they're all like shirtless or whatever. And sometimes mm-hmm. you see butt, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, how are they so fit? How am I so unfit? And how are they so fit?" And the thing is, oh. soccer players in real life they really do look like that, right? And it's so cruel. It is just so. Anyway, so he's the main character, and he's my favorite character among the soccer player Me too. characters. Me too. So. I the funny thing is you showed me this guy's picture I mm-hmm. think a couple days ago yeah. or whenever you had recommended the show to mm-hmm. me and at the time I looked at him and I was like no he's definitely a good looking man yeah. but it was kind of like what you said about David yes. in the bonus episode where you're like he's got an attractive face but he's really not for me that's mm-hmm. how I felt about Brett Goldstein mm-hmm. and then after watching the show I'm like I love you Brett <laughs> you're the greatest so anyway he's the one that I'm obviously calling out amongst yes. all the ho- the soccer hunks in yes. the show um, and there's also another character, um, oh God, Jamie Tart, who's yes. like the young upstart, who's yeah. the best player on the team. Superstar. And he, I think he's, he's yes. a repulsive character. Right. Um, but he's very cute and has yes. a very nice body. The only reason I don't mention him is because you're right. He's so good looking and so yeah. hot. But then I was just like, I hated his character so much yeah, at so many moments. Yeah. Um, he's just a dumb selfish idiot i was even a little bit into coach beard which i feel like says a lot about me <laughs> the, so uh, jason sudeikis his character has like a a coach yes. well, i don't actually understand the he's the manager but there's also yeah. a coach i don't get it it's fine same why aren't same they all diff. coaches i'm so lost why they isn't just, everyone's name coach they just call them manager <laughs> but why is he like a head coach and then the other guys yeah. are sub coaches or what's a different level he's basically coach? like a head coach and an assistant coach assistant coach and then what's what's nate assistant well, assistant coach nate was just the kit guy but then he they very sweetly this would never happen in actual premier league right. soccer they would never actually promote him to be like one of the assistant coaches okay so you can have multiple coaches you can oh, have coaching one- staffs are very big because they'll have like just guys for the goalies, just guys for the offense, just guys for the defense. Okay, so I think somebody had told me this about American football, and I was just like, what the fuck? And then so I I wasn't really sure. But, Same thing okay. for American football. Yeah, like they have like a defensive An offensive coach. line and defensive line I'm coach. I'm just saying words now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Special teams. Yeah. Yeah, what's that? I don't understand. Okay, whatever. That's fine. We don't need to get into it. We'll have a separate conversation That's about later. the extent of my football knowledge, my American Wait, football Wait, is special knowledge. teams the kicker? No. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't. I can't remember which. <laughs> Anyone listening to this with any sports know, knowledge so is like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but chances are, if you like, wait, isn't special teams like? I thought it was like the receipt wide receiver type stuff. Okay, somebody tried to explain this to me once because I did one year join my friend's fantasy football league, so I actually Why? had to learn because I thought it would be fun. Yeah, because I loved the show The League oh, yeah. so much, and I was like, Fair. I can learn this. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure like ESPN every week puts out like so many tips and like articles about it. Like, oh, I'll just God, follow yeah. what they recommend. You're hilarious. I didn't do well, no. but I wasn't the last in the league. I will say that. That's a, that's impressive. Yes. My team was called Hot Ham Water. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's from Arrested Development. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, anyway, yes, they're so cute. And it's yes. such a good story. I loved it so much. It's I wish to watch story. it all I over again. Fi- I think Jason Sudeikis is adorable. Yeah. Um, and he pulls off that wacky mustache. He pulls off the mustache. And even like the other guys, like the supporting characters, uh, Danny Rojas. And- oh my God, Danny Rojas. Football is life. Yeah, he's so cute. And he has a he's lovely so smile. He is so adorable. And I think he takes the shirt off at one point. And I was like, holy yes. shit. 
Okay. He's probably right. a real life soccer player and he is ripped and beautiful. Danny Rojas deserved a real mention. Wait, wait, wait. And Sam, who I thought was very cute. And that a very was my character. other question. Were these all comedian or like actor comedians that they then taught to play soccer or were they actual soccer players? So I think the guys who had like the speaking roles. I know Brett Goldstein. He's a comedian. Um, okay. And he actually wrote on the show. Oh. Um, but they had to like get him to train and like learn I, yeah they had to like somehow. work out and like learn about it yeah i mean most of them they're from england so i guess it's true right you don't really see him do a lot of like no. the, like danny rojas him. he he does like seven thousand tricks yes. in the first two seconds he's yes. on screen um so i think probably the guys in the background might actually be hmm i have no idea yeah i'm guessing but yeah i'm guessing I, that danny makes Roja sense of any rojas of anyone yeah was because no, he's so cute no but yes yeah, so the uh other assistant coach coach beard mm-hmm. he plays a total nerd wackadoo he's like i don't know 45 years old yeah. and he's just like a he's like i don't even know how to describe him he's like a hagrid of a man i don't know what to say he's a skinny hagrid yeah he's like a skinny hagrid and i'm just like i would date that because he, he's very loyal he's so sweet yeah I would date him. You're hilarious. He wouldn't date me because he apparently puts the game before the dame. Wait, yeah. what was it? The game before the dame. <laughs> there are just so many great lines like that. This just became the Ted Lasso show and I'm fine with it because I fucking love this show and I basically so rewatched it. Um, and I'm yeah. so like thrilled and honored that you took my recommendation and like actually watched it. I burned through that thing when it was over. I, I cried probably like four out of the 10 episodes and at the oh. ending I just cried. I was oh, just no. like, oh God. <laughs> I, I, I need more. Yeah. Um, and I like the ladies on that show. I didn't realize, but the woman who plays the owner, the yeah, Hannah, yeah. whatever, she's the shame nun yes. from Game of Thrones. Yes, she is. <laughs> Which I thought she was is, and she hilarious. Is so beautiful. Oh my her hair, God. Her golden flaxen fucking hair. Well, I just wanted to be like, God, that's nice hair. Well, because I didn't recognize, because I don't know a lot of British actors and actresses. Mm. I know Game of Thrones has basically employed all of them. Right. So like, that's, and I, there's no reason for me to know them per se, but like, yeah, I just knew that she was the shame nun. I was like, wait, she's incredible. Her singing voice, P.S., was beautiful. Her, her outfits were killer. And her, she's got she's, a great body. She's like so statuesque. Yes. And I was like, wait, Please tell me she didn't literally only do the shame done and then this. Like, tell me she's had like a really long, prolific career before this because she's incredible. Um, yeah, I really liked her. I thought Juno Temple, who I know I've seen her and stuff. Yes, but, she looks um, so familiar, but I didn't know why I had me seen neither, her. But I thought she was really endearing. And, yes. Um, yeah. She played her character really well, I yes. thought. And usually the... I appreciate that. Um, usually people who played someone like the owner's character is just a very cold woman mm-hmm. who has no feelings whatsoever and blah blah blah. but like, no range she was a three dimension uh, completely like yeah. fleshed out character and also um usually footballers girlfriends are seen as just dumb arm candy and yeah. she was actually like a really smart cute thoughtful nice person yeah, it was nice because the show did a good job of like the first couple times you see her, you might think that about her. Yes. But then the more you get to know her, the more you realize like she's way more than that. Like yes. she's not an idiot. She's just. She might just kind of kooky. Yeah. I didn't hate a lot of her outfits, though. They were, she pulls them off, man. All of that athleisure stuff. Yes. I was like, man, she looks really good. I wish I could wear that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could wear that. They just did a great job. And I love that. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. It was really great. I will say I thought Jason Sudeikis had a great bod. 
like you don't really see it, but like, <laughs> sorry, that sounded really weird. I just, I don't know why I think of him this way, but I guess I thought he was chunkier for some reason. Oh, really? And then there's a couple shots, well, many shots, obviously, throughout the ep- of the show where you see like his full body and like. I was like, oh, he's so slim. He's so slender. Oh, he yeah. looks really fit. He's just a totally normal size yeah. dude. I don't know why I thought he was bigger. That's really funny. Um, Phil Dunster is the name of Jamie Tart, by the way. Phil Dunster. Not a great name for a guy who has a great face. Doesn't sound real. Solid Bob. It just makes me think Phil Dunphy, and then I'm... I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a hypothetical, but I don't love it. Okay. Do you have one? I didn't think of one, but I can try and think of one and we can cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, wait. The first, I literally Googled hypothetical questions. Oh, no. And the first one that came up, wait, can I ask this? Mm. <laughs> oh, no. It's so stupid. Okay. First hypothetical. It doesn't have to be the only one if you don't like it. <laughs> if you were a transformer, what vehicle would you turn into? <laughs> Here's the problem. I know about cars a little bit. You don't know about cars. But so- it could be anything. Anything mechanical, really, right? Because um, in the later Transformers movies, there's planes and all these yeah. things. That's hilarious. <laughs> Because it is stupid. What if I said one of those duck tour vehicles? <laughs> um, I definitely would want to be a fighter jet. Huh. Without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what would you be? You know, my initial reaction was going to be some sort of plane. Mm. But the more that I think about it. Wait, why a fighter jet? Just because it's like cool and go fast and stuff and you can fly places? You can fly. I mean, that's Mm. like a huge advantage, I feel like. That's true. And you would presumably come with rocket weapons? Oh, because your main concern is being able to shoot people and bomb them? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of thermal imaging camera? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It just seems... I feel like cars are quite limited. Hmm. So, yeah. Or just like an old, I mean, I feel like the cars, like, because you know how like Bumblebee and stuff, they might be like an old, like, like a 60s Mustang or something. And yet the tech that they have that they turn, when they turn into a Transformer is like all from the future. Yeah. So if I would either be a fighter jet or like, yeah, like a, like a 60s muscle car. Oh, that makes sense. I wasn't really thinking about it for functionality. I guess I was really just thinking about like what would be fun. Oh, see, I'm always cool. painfully and often boring, like practical. I mean, no, it makes sense. You're right. I would like to do something that could fly. But my initial reaction was like, it would be so cool to be a fire truck. <laughs> I don't know why. Are you a five-year-old boy? <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> I mean, you'd be bright Lights red. and sirens. Big you'd red be, truck. You'd be very loud. Beautiful. Your presence would be undeniable. <laughs> <laughs> Much like in real life. <laughs> so loud. So loud all the time. <laughs> all right. I can find a better one. Um, I had one. But 
It was, so my, the one I came up with was, it's kind of a bummer, but what would your last week on earth be like if you knew that like the world was going to end? Wow. Yeah. Well, if I'm being honest, I would be depressed and anxious the entire time. I'd probably stay inside and just binge watch television so and order like food. It would be like how it's been <laughs> for these past seven months. Okay, let's assume, because if the whole world know, nothing would function anymore, right? So let's yeah, assume, who's going to work? Who's running the electricity in the water? Yeah. Like nobody's doing anything. Let's assume you're the only one who knows. How is the world going to end? Is it going to be something terrible? Yeah, is it going like, to be painful? It's going to be like an asteroid or some shit. Because I'll probably end it by killing myself. I know that much. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I do know I'll take my own life at the end. <laughs> okay. I can't wait for it to be killed like that. I okay. can't. Like, yeah, that's just too much. Okay, so what would the week leading up to it be like? <laughs> Preparing the materials to kill myself. <laughs> Registering for a gun. Going through the seven-day background check. <laughs> buying a gun at a gun show or something. Learning how to shoot it at the range. And then shooting myself you're shooting the yourself. Why would you need practice? <laughs> it's kind of a one and done. Like, you're putting it up to your head. I don't want to fuck up. Dude, some people try and kill themselves and they, like, graze their head only and then You'd they just end up in the hospital. Well, you'd probably just be unconscious and die anyways, so it's fine. I don't want this to mess up, Jack. <laughs> if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. How embarrassing for you. <laughs> so I'll just spend seven days waiting for my background check to go through and apply for a gun license. I'm like, hey, Zen, you want to hang out? I can't. <laughs> oh, God, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm just kidding. Okay, no, no, you go ahead, though. Oh, what would I do? Oof. I mean, I'd probably still do all that in the background, sure. to be clear. But I can obviously do other things while I'm waiting for I the gun would, to come through. I don't think I would kill myself. I think I'd want to watch the last second till that asteroid hit. Oh, God, no. Be too I would scary. Sit, I would sit on my balcony. I would watch the orange glow and just wait for it to wash over me. Okay, you know what I would do? Obviously, money doesn't matter anymore, right? Correct. I'm just going to all that cash. I'm just going to book a whole bunch of tickets and pick like, I don't know, seven destinations or six destinations, whatever the math is that I want to go to. And so like I just fly out and then I spend a day in each place and eat like a really gratuitous, luxurious meal in each one. I mean, that'd be very difficult to do in seven days. So maybe you only pick like three places. Oh, no, I'm just landing and eating, walking around for a couple hours and then going another place. Oh, but you're you're riding first class the whole time. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yes, maybe that's too extreme and it'll end up being too much and I'll just end up stopping halfway through. But I think that would be my initial plan. I'd be like, I'll just pick six spots and just go to six places just to like see them, eat their food, enjoy it. Wait. My family's here, right? I was going to say, are you going to see them at all? Or <laughs> <laughs> I like how it took me 60 minutes to be like, wait, uh-huh. are my family uh-huh. involved? I was waiting to ask. Uh, Do you tell them? Let's no. Ass- let's assume people don't know until like at most 24 hours before the event. I don't tell them. Okay. Yeah, I think it's better not to know. Okay. So maybe you go to your couple. So maybe that's what I would you do. You go to your five maybe or so places to, and then go. No, I'd probably just go to Seattle and go sit, spend the week with the family. Oh, okay. And just be like, guys, 
quit your job. Let's just go on a camping trip for seven days. And they'll be like, what's wrong with you? I'll be like, I can't explain it. <laughs> we should do this. Okay. Would you tell me? No. Wow. Okay. Noted. No, do you want kidding. to know? I don't think you'd want to know. You didn't want to read your book of life the last time. I'm not going to tell you you're dying in seven but days. Book, they're totally different, though. Because oh, everyone, really? everyone's dying in this scenario. Only I knew what was going to happen in my scenario to me. Oh, so you do want to know. If, I, if, every, if the world's ending, I'd like to know. That's so funny because if I had a choice, I would not want to know. I just want to be caught by surprise and be obliterated <laughs> immediately, instantly. Okay. I just want to be vaporized. Okay, so now that I know, I'll tell you in the future if it okay, happens. Yeah, if you like, quit your job and become like a meteorologist or some shit or, yeah. you know, study the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be the first person I tell. And Thanks. then that way you can go hang with your family. That way you can do the things that you want to do. You were like, it wasn't going to be my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I would. Maybe at least just say hi. Or rather, goodbye. You know what? Yeah, I would. Because I'd fly out to Seattle. Be like, I love you guys so much. We can fly together. We'll take a companion fare. <laughs> Save that money still. Just to screw the airlines. Uh, and then maybe I'd just end it on like a beach in New Zealand. Oh, that's nice. Just sit there like, uh, what's it? Tay Leone in that deep impact where they're just on the beach that's with their dad a good idea maybe i'll blow my money and i'll fly to seattle and i'll be like family i bought us all tickets to surprise. blank location surprise calling in sick for the next five days or whatever mm -hmm. it is and then we just go you just go and then you watch that sunset and then watch as a giant tsunami wave just oh that'd be the worst i don't want to drown oh. all right I'm okay with... Driving. I'll go to a gun show in Seattle while I'm on my, in there. I'll, I'll like drive out to the middle of nowhere in Seattle and like pick up a random gun and then I'll shoot us all at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just shoot myself and I'll be like, guys, I'll leave the gun in case you want it. There's five other bullets. Yeah, there's Do what plenty. You, will. you decide. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so I need to leave time to stop by a gun show. I mean, you're going to have to like mail it to yourself in New Zealand because you can't just like fly around with a gun. Oh, God, the logistics. Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll have to drive somewhere then. Maybe I won't buy us tickets somewhere. Okay. Maybe we'll just. That's wasted time, though. That's too bad. You know? I'll have to mail a gun to myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm an idiot. I'm going to have to find a whole bunch of prescription something or others and just OD. That's it. Sorry. Is this too dark? Most of the time, in case you can't tell already, it's going to be spent making sure I have a way to kill myself. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm going to do? Hmm. I'm going to find a drug dealer somewhere, wherever we go, and just buy a whole bunch of something. Heroin. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. <sighs> Apparently, it's very euphoric. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to go out stone cold sober. Oh, maybe I'll just smoke some pot on a beach. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm the kind of person that, like, whatever my energy is, mm. when I smoke pot, that's just going to take the... So, like, if I'm, like, super anxious, panicked, then mm. I'm just going to have a panicky time. Oh. So, like, maybe that's not true. Maybe that's not how it works. But, like, I feel like I am that kind of person. Um, yeah, I need something strong. Noted. <laughs> I will be drunk the entire time that last week. 
Maybe just I'll get. Do they still have like laughing gas? <laughs> Can I just get some of that and just sit on a beach? I just want to sit on a beach and let the water take me. I love how this entire question was supposed to be like, what would you do in your last seven days on earth? And my brain immediately was like, I'm really concerned. I'm not going to be able to kill myself the way that I want to. I, I need to secure a means of killing myself. Is this too dark to put on a podcast? <laughs> so between the Transformers question and this one. So the other one I had was if you could be recreated as something when you die, you know, you come back as like a reincarnation. Yes. Why couldn't I ask that straightforward? What would you like to be reincarnated as? What or who? Either. Like, can it be a specific person that I know? No. Oh. How could you? When you say what, do you mean like a man or versus a woman or like an object? An animal? A flower? (laughs) Oh, a living object, uh, a living being. Okay, yeah. I see, I see. That was going to be my other one. I really got caught up in the logistics of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can't be recreated as Claire Danes or some shit. I know, I was like, really important. Can I be reincarnated as a current person? Can I be Sorry. Queen Elizabeth? <laughs> you want to be a 92-year-old woman? You- no, her young baby self, because oh. I'm going to be reborn. You would want to be her? I don't know. Look, I'm just asking what the... I just want to understand the bounds of the question. Okay, fine. Let me change the question. If oh. you could be reborn... If you could... Be Basically re- have my brain incepted back into someone's life? Yeah. What person would you? Basically, the question is, who do you think has had the best life? Yeah. Or the life that is close to what you would like your life to be. <laughs> Wait, do you have an answer in your mind for this? You know, I randomly did just think of one. Oh, who? David Attenborough. Oh my God, that's a great one. He got to like work with animals and shit his whole life. Yeah. And do these great documentaries. I feel like I still want to be a woman though. I mean, yeah. I don't know why that just like, hmm. Maybe then the female counterpart could be like Jane Goodall or something. Is that what interests you, though? I love animals and the idea of studying them is fascinating to me. So that works for me. But do you really want to go live in a jungle, then? I don't think you do. I don't think I do either. Hmm. So I feel like your priorities are a comfortable life. Yes. Um, a hot husband. <laughs> uh, well just remember that my definition of hot includes coach beard from ted lasso so like that okay. could mean almost anything a husband that you specifically <laughs> find attractive <laughs> i mean wait claire danes is married to hugh dancy right your boy hugh dancy yes oh wait or did they get divorced oh no not sure Keep contemplating. But the person that I thought of first, knowing nothing about the rest of her life, Mm -hmm. so this might be dumb, Mm -hmm. was actually like someone like a Michelle Obama or a Melinda Gates. Oh, Michelle Obama is a great one. Just because I would love to be someone who has power to do things that i think are really beneficial to society like melinda gates i have no thoughts about bill gates he's i even i don't think he's hot so let's just say that (laughs) 
Okay, that's not the guy I was looking for. But the Melinda, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know, they do so much incredible work. Oh, if you're that's Michelle, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what did I just say? Fantastic. <laughs> do you want to just kill yourself now? Where's the gun? Sign me up. I need to get that background check rolling. <laughs> Why I'm so intent on buying a gun through legal means, I'm not sure. <laughs> so, at least if you're Michelle Obama, I see, I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. You could use your power for good. Right. And you have a lot of it. And I and I don't know anything about Melinda Gates' life. Same. So, it could have been terrible up till then. Yeah. Oopsies. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle Obama, everything I've heard about her life, it was very hard. Yes. Like, it sounded like she did not very have hard. Any, I mean, yeah. being a black woman in America, right. period, going to be difficult. Yes. Let alone you're, you know, going, you grew up in a poor neighborhood. Right. You, but then, like yeah. the experience of be, being first lady with this oh, culture, God, like yeah. I honestly, I love the idea of it. But I know the reality of it is probably so hard oh, and God, difficult yeah. that I don't know that I would actually pick that. Because my other thought too was like almost like an Oprah, even though I find Oprah in and of itself herself very irritating, like her whole shtick. I don't mm-hmm. love it. But she has so much wealth and power. Totally. She's able to do so much. However, she also grew up very hard and very difficult. Even so it's like one. I mean, there was like sexual abuse. And yeah. Everything. Like, so like, yeah, no poverty, just like awful yeah. stuff. So I'm just like, OK, so maybe Melinda Gates. But that's also because I don't know anything about her. I think I would go. I still go with the Michelle Obama route because hmm. she seems again. It's all I don't know her. So who knows? But she seems like. She came out on the other side of it okay. She seems like very mentally and emotionally healthy. Yes, she does. Husband, not that she's perfect, and she the fact that she's like nothing's perfect. Yeah, you know she seems like someone who works on herself and like. I think that's a great choice, and you get to be married to Barack Obama, who seems like totally awesome dude. I mean, the one thing I do like about Melinda Gates is because they are so fucking wealthy, Mm. they've been able to personally finance so much scientific research that has literally changed the world, and like that's something like as incredible as the Obamas are, like they don't, they can't do that. They don't have the ability to do that. So like. And Oprah theoretically has the fortune to do that, but I don't think she does do that. I mean, I guess, well, she started like a girl school in Africa and everything like that. I'm not trying to suggest she doesn't do charitable things. But like, yeah, like Bill and Melinda Gates, they're responsible for like solving a lot of major like health related issues in like Africa and like developing a ton of vaccines, doing all this clean water stuff. Yeah, like I don't know all the specifics of it. I just like see these headlines in passing and then Mm. I don't really pay attention I'm the worst, but like, um, you know, but yeah, like I, I think that like for them, their actual footprint on Mm. the effect that they've had in the world and the lives that they've touched in the world Mm. is enormous because they've used their money in a way that's really thoughtful Mm. and prime as far as I understand it, or at least the things that I've managed to hear about. So I don't know if there's like a shitload of other stuff that the average person, the public doesn't hear about, Mm -hmm. but like. It's all like very public health driven. So it's like very, in my opinion, very cool. Yeah, very altruistic. So, yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I just want to, to talk to animals. <laughs> no, that's all. Dude, I, I feel like David Attenborough and like people that do that kind of thing, like they've done more for like conservation and stuff than yeah, like. In a roundabout way. Of yeah. Just, like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure so, because 
every time like i just was reading this review actually there's this new thing on netflix mm. with david attenborough yes. like a life on earth or something yeah, like I that haven't watched it yet. i haven't watched it either but i just read this really great review about how like it crystallizes so much about why climate change should be we should be thinking about it like the greatest threat we all as a race human race face Absolutely. but like in a way that's like actually makes you realize why you should care and hopefully for a lot of people who don't believe or care mm-hmm. about climate change like cuts through all like the political whatever yeah. bullshit you might be thinking of that stops you from caring mm-hmm. about it so like i don't know apparently it's supposed to be really fantastic so i'm excited about that but like yeah it's like that's so isn't it wild one of the many wild things of our current times mm. is that we have documented data-driven evidence that we are literally destroying our own planet and making it inhabitable for future generations but like a large proportion of humans don't think it's real or don't care and don't want to do anything about it like yeah. we're literally killing ourselves or yeah. our, our children or yeah. our grandchildren but like nobody gives a shit yeah so. Yeah. Well, even just I was um, I stumbled across this thing on Instagram of um, some researchers caught and tagged and then obviously let back into the ocean um, a thirty five hundred pound shark. That's a biggie. She's a she's a big girl. Um, and they were then talking to one of the researchers afterwards, and they're like, "This is really important because if these sharks die out, it's just it's helpful to see the domino effect." I feel like yeah. people don't see it under like kind of understandably so to a certain degree um but like if we don't have sharks then guess what humanity could be in real trouble because then that means seals and whatnot proliferate so you don't have fish and a lot of people need fish and so then that's a problem and i was like oh yeah like I always care to think about those kinds of yeah domino effects but he put it so perfectly i was like yeah of course Especially just like uh, like Asian countries and stuff that mm-hmm. so much of the diet is fish. Yeah. He's like, people could starve to death. And I was like, holy shit. That's so, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like there's so much um, political argument, right? About like limits on fishing and like overfishing yeah, and totally. stuff like that. Because people who are doing the fishing just want to be able to make as much money as they can. Of course. course. Like they are also employing people. This is also their livelihood. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, if you don't have the foresight to think towards the future to preserve a certain level of fish in the ocean, Mm -hmm. we're dead soon. Like that's not how ecosystems work. Yeah. You know, but it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. They talk about that a lot. Like how long is tuna going to be around? There's like less and less tuna in the ocean and blah, blah, blah. Well, they use horseshoe crabs so much for, um, for like medical mm-hmm. stuff yeah and even though they're not killing them like now i think i read that more of them are female hmm. than male now to such a degree that like they're not going to be able to reproduce as much and oh then, wow again yeah. this is a problem that's so funny because i feel like something like a horseshoe crab would be like you can't grow that in a farm i'm surprised by that you yeah, know they don't like, uh, yeah they might not now but i'm just like why isn't anyone working on this oh like I mean, who grow, knows like, yeah, build yeah, yeah, up yeah. the population release them back and, you know what do you guys do something about this yeah <laughs> i agree anyway yeah so i guess melinda gates knowing nothing about her childhood <laughs> wouldn't it be terrible if i looked it up and she's like had the worst life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was uh russian and you know yeah. bought by a sex trader. she was human yeah. trafficked here <laughs> Bill, Bill saved her. 
<laughs> and made her the head of his charitable foundation. <laughs> um, Just ending on a classic human trafficking joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad nobody listens to this. Except for you, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Our one and only fan. <laughs> Anywho's. Those pictures from actual the actual Bones episode I will put up on Instagram because that work's pretty much done already. Incredible. So it really just supports my laziness. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.